All right, welcome back to episode seven. Um, I'm saying welcome back because I've done it. I have done the ultimate podcast uh, faux pas, and we came in last week. We recorded 40 minutes of just excellent quality, and I forgot to press the record button. I would say it was the best podcast that we've ever done. Oh, easily. Uh, but you know what? You know who enjoyed it? We did. It's going to be locked in our uh, locked in the vault of our memory forever. I agree. Yeah. Uh, so since this is 2.0, this episode, we got uh, some introductions to make. So why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about our introduction piece here, Scott? All right, so uh, we have a very special guest in with us. We've talked about him in the last couple podcasts, I believe. Um, enough so that we felt like he needed to be a, be a member of the team for an episode. Uh, some of you may know him. Uh, please welcome to the show, Mr. Vic Yans, folks. Hey, welcome, guys. Vic. Welcome. Thanks very much. I am a huge fan of the show. Very, very excited to be here. Uh, thanks for having me. We're humbled, buddy. Thanks for, thanks for coming. So... Um, we uh, we talked ahead of time a little bit, and uh, we said that we would let you pick the pick the topic for today. And uh, the topic that you chose was uh, I wanted to go with encased meats. Encased mm. meats, everyone. And the thing that makes our podcast so special is that we talk about things that people want to talk about. You know, we're mm-hmm. we're not one of those foodie podcasts that just uh, hangs out on French food or um, cheesecake. Or something like that. Like we we get into the heart of America. That's right. We're talking about encased meats. In case meat isn't important, and it very much is. That's good. Nailed it. Yep. That's, thank uh, you. That was that was great. Thank you. All right, let's get on with the show. Shut up and sit down. All right, so uh, like I said, we have a very special guest, Vic Yans, in with us today. Um, Vic is the unofficial, official, unofficial lawyer of the Sacrilicious Podcast. Uh, Vic, thanks, man. We, we really appreciate all the uh, pro bono work you've been doing for us, whether or not you realize it's even pro bono. <laughs> You're very welcome. Uh, I would underscore the unofficial portion of that title. Um, I know you guys are dealing with a lot of... Um, a lot of sponsors, a lot mm-hmm. of potential sponsors. Mm-hmm. And Please I'm, don't say anything bad about Meyer. Nope, a b- big time sponsor. <laughs> and I, uh, I'm, ha- I'm happy to um, to be the legal conduit to Sacrilicious. Yeah, you know we have a lot of uh, volunteer positions here at the podcast, <laughs> and uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and elevate you to senior volunteer legal counsel. Yeah, Vic, how many uh, how many times a week do you get contacted by one of our one day sponsors about something with uh, with legal issues. I mean, I, frankly, you know, it, it's 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 almost becoming a full time job. Um, every every day when I get home from my real job, I like to try to spend time with my my family. But really, there's there's just a pile of letters from uh, from sponsors and and other other yeah. people of, uh, with legal matters dealing with this podcast. So. Mostly cease and desist. <laughs> uh, stop talking about us like that. <laughs> Um, cool. Well, we're well, we're glad you're here. We're going to talk about in case meets today. Can't wait. Yeah, uh, Vic, tell us a little bit about yourself and and what your relationship is with uh with in case meets. <laughs> uh, well, uh, first and foremost, not having to do with in case meets, but having to do with my qualifications for being on the show. 
Um, God, here comes the Cornell <laughs> humble brag. <laughs> no, no, no. I uh, where'd you go to school? <laughs> I am a, and I'm an ordained minister. Oh, much like the two of you guys. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, uh, more like me, I think, than like Matt. I should <laughs> say much like Scott. I, I understand Scott has a, a similar. Um, uh, certification as I do, which was which we printed out on our home computers after yeah. going through a couple of uh, clicks and inputting of information and uh, running a credit card uh, number or something like that. What's well, amazing what the Google can do when it comes to uh, holiness. So yeah. you ran a credit card number, huh? You must have <laughs> you must have uh, went all in for that actual like PDF that you could download. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> this is a true story. I took a screenshot of the PDF on the screen. Uh, copied it and cut it down and then printed it out full screen, full screen on a piece of paper and it just looked all blurry and everything uh but you know what it made it official it, it was did. official yeah I, I went with a deluxe package i have cards that i'll leave with each of you guys Ooh. For, your, for your wedding ministry needs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i may need uh i may need to back up minister for the next time i do a wedding and uh <laughs> cannot complete my duties as assigned. Yeah. I feel like this is the beginning of a really bad joke. What happened when, uh, hear about the one when the three ministers made a podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is it similar to the one with the bus full of lawyers? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um, to, uh, to continue answering your question, Matt. Um, so with regard to um, my history with encased meats, I'd say I, I feel a, I feel a pretty deep connection with various forms of encased meats. Um, I, I was born and raised in Chicago, and so obviously the hot dog is a very uh, prominent part of the Chicago cuisine. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it's a huge, huge deal there. That's kind of what they do. Chicago dogs. Chicago right? dogs. That's yeah. right. In fact, summer of two thousand and one, when I was nineteen, I spent my summer job that year was uh, slinging hot dogs at Wrigley Field for the Chicago Cubs. So that is um, awesome. It was a, it was a great summer. It was yeah. a great time. Uh, that was like peak baseball time. It was yeah. what what you I think what you mean is it was peak steroid time. Peak yeah, steroid time. one in the same. Yeah, that's like the all drug Olympics. The, the old Saturday Night Live. I mean, <laughs> yeah. everybody was juiced up, and I mean they were jacking dingers five hundred feet. A lot of dongs that a lot of dingers, a lot of dongs that summer for sure. That was awesome. So uh, that's when you know Slam and Sammy was in his mm, peak. That's right. Uh, a couple years after his MVP run, yep. nineteen ninety eight National League MVP. Yeah, it was. Oh, I think I'm the only Cardinals fan on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Also, and you're not even a, Car- a Cubs fan, are you? Or are you? That is correct. I'm actually a White Sox fan, mm. uh, and that's that's due primarily just to geographics. I was um, born and raised on the south side of Chicago, and it's very very much a geographic thing there. Mm. And I will say though, um, although you're kind of raised to love one and hate the other, uh, I that that summer I kind of uh, found a little soft spot in my heart for the Cubbies because mm. uh, it was a, it was a good summer. I I was supposed to work at Comiskey that summer as well, and di- for reasons that aren't worth getting into i wasn't able to so i spent the whole summer at wrigley and, and uh, i liked it. it was a great time that's awesome i've always wanted to do something like that when i was in college my roommates uh did similar things at the cardinals they sold when I mean, we weren't 21 so they sold like you know lemonade shake-ups and and stuff at cardinals games and i always i had a regular job by that time but it always just seemed like a really cool thing to do. Yeah. It was an awesome job. I, I will say it, it's uh, it was an adjustment going from like just random baseball fan to somebody who was like supposed to have responsibilities there. And I'll give you an example, which was one of my like very f- first games there. Um, I had. 
pop. I had like Coke or um, Diet Coke or whatever, and it's you're carrying a tray that's six by four, I think. So you got twenty four, you know, full mm-hmm. cups of, of pop that you're carrying around. And in fact, I think it was Sammy Sosa at bat because I would usually stop and kind of watch from the from whatever aisle I was in. And he hit a foul ball that I swear to God was coming like directly toward me. <laughs> and I just lost all sense of awareness <laughs> and sense of the fact that like I was there with like, you know, as an employee and with 24, you know, <laughs> things of, of pop on my uh, on my waist. And I just like went for it. I just started like oh, yeah, crawling no over way. people. <laughs> oh, to get it, to uh, get to, it. To, you weren't diving go. out of the way. No, 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 no. This was like, it was, it was a real high. It was real high. And nice. I swear, like I had the trajectory perfect and it was coming right towards me and i and i like started i I like inched like you know to the guy you know there's a guy i started going in the aisle basically and like started climbing over a seat i literally i just had no wherewithal at all and i dumped i dumped like probably i don't know eight or ten full pops on somebody's somebody's lap a guy and then the worst part about it is the guy hadn't moved and neither had anybody else there because the ball was like 20 rows away And you were just going. You just were going all out. I, I was just going for it, and I and I looked at the guy, and I was like, "I'm really sorry." And I had like a handful of napkins, like that were like probably eight napkins, and I'll be like, <laughs> and oh. six gallons of soda. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, and I go, I'll be right back to to help clean this up. I'm so sorry. And I went back to the commissary where you go and pick up everything, and I just dumped my 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 tray, and I was done for I'm the out. day. I'm out. I'm out. I was gone. It was like the second inning. There's no chance of you ever going back, was there? <laughs> Not a chance. It was it was a good uh, good lesson learned, though. Good lesson learned. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, your depth perception was improved yeah. after that fiasco for sure. Yeah, that that it got better as the summer went on. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, and then you moved to um, Madison after that, right? Wisconsin. I, I lived in Madison, Wisconsin, for three years. Now, that, now Wisconsin is, to me, like the uh, would be the ideal, you know, place or the place where you think of when you think of like sausages yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, there's a big, uh, there's a pretty heavy German influence in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and I think they fancy themselves. Uh, certainly, like the dairy and cheese capital uh, of the world, probably, but but also I think they pride themselves on you know being uh, uh, you know ha- having the, having the best brats and sausages. I mean, what other baseball team does a sausage race mm-hmm. outside of the Milwaukee Brewers? I don't know anything about that. You know, it's like obviously they take pride in every kind of sausage known to man. All kinds. Yep, that's true. So how long did you live there for? So I was there for three years. Um, and again, uh, you know, it was like in my 20s. And so we were doing things like going to, going to you know, football Saturdays every week and during mm-hmm. the fall and stuff like that. So doing a lot of tailgating and cookouts. And, um, and that was always a real big part of that experience. Um, and then, you know, if you go to the right restaurants in, in, in the Wisconsin, you know, in Wisconsin, really, in, in a couple, all over Wisconsin, um, and you order a Bloody Mary, you'll usually get a big hunk of something in there in terms of meat. Yep. Uh, you know, sausage or, uh, you know, sometimes even like a little burger or whatever. But um. funny, uh, funny thing about a Wisconsin Bloody Mary. So, <clears throat> um, last weekend, uh, a friend of mine was up at a local uh, place in Rochester called Public House Twenty Nine. He calls me. It was on a Sunday. Uh, it was halftime of the Bears game, and he calls me up and says, "Hey, I'm up at the I'm up at Pub House. Come on up." And I was like, oh, "I had a pretty bad hangover, to be perfectly honest." And 
I was like, all right, well, you're up there. I'm coming up to see you. So uh, I got up there. Our, I ordered a Bloody Mary, and uh, I had no idea what was going on. So the Bloody Mary comes, and it's got like a little, um, like a little maybe six-ounce glass of beer that came with it. And I was like, what is this? Mm. He's like, this is, our, this is our Sunday special. It's called the Wisconsin Bloody Mary. And it, it comes with a, a side of beer. It was great. I mean, it was a great yeah, deal. That's a, so that's they a, love their sausage and they love their beer. I mean, it's like heaven up there. That's right. That's right. Um, I, I went up there actually this summer to Milwaukee this past summer um, for uh, a concert series called Summerfest. Mm-hmm. And if, you, if you've never been, I mean, it is awesome. It's a there. it's a huge deal. Like yeah, it's like two weeks long. Uh, there's huge bands there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not expensive, and you can watch music and eat. Uh, fair type food and drink beer all day long, all night long. It's it's amazing. And if you want to know about fair food, we actually yeah, episode six, episode five. five? Oh, we've done so many of these, we don't even yeah. remember. we're almost at double really? digits. And by the time we hit that, I'm gonna I'm gonna be so. Confused. Who who did you see at Summerfest? Uh, we saw Luke Bryan. Okay. Um. So th- there's kind of P- smaller. <laughs> Um, let me think about that. No, okay. we did not see pentatonics. Um, there's kind of smaller bands that play all day, all throughout mm. the day. And then at night they'll have a headliner. And so, uh, Thursday night we went and saw Luke Bryan in the amphitheater. It was awesome. I mean, he's a, he's a great, uh, concert performer. Um, and then as we're leaving, uh, one of the free concerts that started at like 10 o'clock at night was Steve Aoki. I don't know if you, he's like a famous DJ. I, I, it, it was, it was the best thing ever. Hmm. So it was just waves of people. There was probably, it was just a big open area, like an open stage and then open asphalt out in front of it. There was probably 10,000 people standing right there, all just like kind of mashed together. And the light and sound was just intense. And it was 1130 at night after we had been there for, I don't know, 12 hours. And uh, it was it was it was amazing. It was incredible. Mm. So we saw them. Um, then we saw Zach Brown Band. That was pretty cool. Oh, really? Yeah. I've, really I've heard cool. they're really, really. Yeah, they played for like three hours. Really? It was, yeah, it was awesome. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, but. You know, uh, and again, I, if I would, if it wasn't winter, eleven and a half months out of the year up there, it'd be the perfect place yeah. to live. When we were there, it was like seventy-five degrees, blue skies, you know, sun, just full sun, and it was it was awesome. I, we, I love it up there. We lived on the uh, Wisconsin border for eight years, and I, I'd say the same thing. Like, Illinois, Wisconsin. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it was terrible. Uh, half of like 11 and a half months a year. Yeah, I don't awful. know how anybody I, deals with it. Well, that's why I moved to Springfield. Um, I should have moved to Miami. Yeah. yeah but, I, um, I'm questioning. And I, yeah. Now you've got me questioning. Well, you've got me questioning. Your decision making. you got ability. me questioning it right now, too, uh, to be honest with you. Um, so. Uh, all right. So so we've covered Chicago. Or right, let me let me ask you this. Uh, condiments, Vic. Condiments. Uh, on a hot dog. Let's. let's just stick with the Chicago dog here. What are we throwing on that hot dog? Uh, First of all, you guys start with a, like a full a, f- a full on beef hot dog, right? Full on beef hot dog yeah, for sure. It has to be for sure. Um, so the the kind of the by the book Chicago dog will call for uh, mustard, relish, mm-hmm. um, 
that uh, neon green relish. That neon green. Mm-hmm. Don't Nobody quite knows. know where it mm-hmm. came from. Yep. We're not going to ask. We're not going to ask where it came from. Yeah. Uh, don't ask questions you don't want answers exactly. to. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Uh, onions, I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, tomatoes. Uh, dill pickle. Yep. Just um, that big old spear of dill pickle. That, I don't that, even like pickles. I, it's just, just going double, just doubling up on the dill with the really? relish and the dick and the, and the yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Pill, yeah, exactly pickle. right. Really. Um, and then the the best condiment on the Chicago dog, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is are those little sport peppers. Oh, yeah. You know those things. Mm-hmm. Oh they man, are. I could eat a thousand of those. Yeah, uh, I, I've got to be honest with you, Vic. I, I've I put a hot dog, I put bread, I put ketchup, and I put oh tomatoes. no. Um, so it's a good thing you're one of the co-founders of this, otherwise yeah. you'd be fired. Well, putting ketchup. I don't I don't dog. like any of that other stuff, guys. You know, like this is kind of confession time. I feel like I'm I'm having an emotional moment. Yeah, here because I'm about to have an emotional moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, I'll say this. I mean, you know, I think uh, for, I think by and large, Chicagoans get a bad rap for uh, being hot dog snobs. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say loudmouth jerks. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that. Um, but uh, I know a ton of I know I know plenty of Chicagoans that put ketchup on their hot dogs. I don't I don't do it myself. Um, I think I did when I was younger. Uh, hmm. Before I guess before I before I had such a sophisticated palate. Yeah, well, yeah. you're a civilized Ivy League grad. <laughs> yeah, and um, I'm an idiot. But so. there, but there are uh, there there are plenty of decent upright human beings that put ketchup on their hot dogs. So don't worry about it. No, agree to disagree. <laughs> and I think it's okay to say that, Vic. I really do. But I also know you're not speaking for a high percentage of Chicagoans when you say that to me. So I appreciate your friendship, first of all, sure. um, for being kind to me in that moment, but I know you don't uh, represent the entire city of Chicago when you say that. Fair enough. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm the, I'm the same way. I'm the classic. Uh, if you can just give me, if all if I only have to, to choose two ingredients to go on, two condiments to go on my hot dogs, I'm going uh, relish and mustard Easy. every time. Mm-hmm. Easy, yeah. for sure. Yeah, Those are the two most important. <clears throat> yep. Uh, if I sometimes we'll go we'll go uh, sauerkraut uh, and mustard. All right, that's kind. Of, but I'm more of a sauerkraut and brat guy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, th- those are the those are the two those are the two numero. And it be and it all be hot dogs. Really, it makes a big difference. Yeah. Uh, so you know, at, at ball games and stuff, and, and ever since my summer as a vendor, um, I've always tried to um, to get to, to to just utilize the vendors uh, instead mm-hmm. of going to the concession stand, just because. I, I didn't oh, know right, this. Right, right, right. I didn't know this before, but th- those guys don't make any money. They work on tips. I mean, mm. you make zero dollars oh, really? an hour. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. So, um, I, I feel bad that I've never <laughs> tipped yeah, a no. vendor. Well, that's the case in Chicago, Lisa. But anyways, and, and that's not to say. I mean, you could still have a good. You could still. I mean, I probably on average I made like I don't know eight seventy eighty bucks over you know over a three hour game, which is like right. great yeah. if you're nineteen. Yeah, absolutely. And then the guys who are selling beer are doing much better than that. I just wasn't old enough to do it to do it at the time. So, um, but. When I'm when I'm at a baseball game now, I'll usually get it from the vendor, uh, just because I like to, you know, rap with those guys and be like, "Hey, man, I was one of you one time." Um, but the problem with that is they don't have the condiments on them, right? So they'll have oh. like they'll they'll usually they'll in that in that case, I'll go with the with the relish and mustard, hmm. um, and you know, th- there's also some other. You know issues in terms of like how long they, how long they had those dogs and yep. how how steamed are those uh, mm-hmm. are those buns and are they mm-hmm. are they too like a little too you know kind of soggy or whatever 
Um, but if you do go back to the concession stand, that's when you can really you can really mess it up with some uh, with some condiments, and I mean that in a good way. Mess it up by putting ketchup on it. Is what you mean by that. <laughs> Destroy it by yeah. putting ketchup on it. Well, Vic, outside of uh, being a once um, once being a vendor, you've also got a, a personal connection to Encase Meats outside of just you uh, with your with your wife and kind of where she's from, and, and that's one of the reasons you wanted to talk about this. Uh, tell us a little bit about the importance of Encased Meats and relative, Finland. Yeah, so relative to Finland, uh, so so my wife is from Finland, um, and she's she's uh, she's one of our listeners, by the way. Did I tell really? you that? That, that's I think all I think our wives are. I know my mm, wife is. I've heard my, Matt's wife as a listener. Mine's a listener in that uh, I'll get home the night that I get done recording it and play it for. Her and hey, she's like, yeah, she's, that's great. she's a listener, and she listens yeah, while she's I doing. Force her to listen to it. She, li- she, she, you mean she's in the room while you're editing it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. Listener, whatever, <laughs> award winning, still works. Um, so uh, we've been back to Finland a number of times to visit her family. Uh, her extended family is still there. And a big part of that uh, kind of experience is the, uh, well, I guess sausages in general are pretty, they're pretty standard there. They're pretty, they're pretty routine. Um, there's a lot of kind of, uh, it's kind of very like, I don't know, at least a lot of the stuff we were doing is very like outdoors oriented. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of like oh, kind of bonfire type situations with, you know, just big packages of sausage well, that are being passed around and people are throwing them on sticks and roasting them over open flame what's the weather like there like if, if you were going to compare it to a state um here? maybe like the pacific northwest yeah. in that it's uh like it, it has a really awesome summer that's very very short okay. um so if you if you're if you're there while the weather's great it's just phenomenal and the days are super long during the summer cool. and, um but uh but i think you know, it's maybe about a six-week summer, and then you start getting into kind of colder weather and yeah. you know cloudiness and that kind of stuff. And then, of course, in the wintertime, they're you know they have the, the long uh, nights. Right. Um, but anyways, part of any time you go, what, what, no matter the season, part of the kind of big uh, a big part of the culture and a big part of the experience is is having saunas, uh, which mm, we yeah. okay. basically do daily. With you know, with her with her you know family and friends and, and such. That's incredible to me that. I mean, that just as a culture, people carve out time. I mean, because you, you sit in there. How long do you sit in there for? Um, I mean, it, it really depends. But, like, you, our routine was to, to kind of head, head down there at, like, the end of the day with um, usually with, like, a couple beers or ciders mm. and um, sometimes some encased meats. Mm. And then, you, you know, it, it depends also what kind of sauna you have. Like, if it's, right. like, the old school wood burning kind, it takes, like, you know, you got to take it takes, like, an hour to even, like, set up and get going and get roaring. Um, and if it's That's the awesome. kind of electric kind, it's it's a little a little quicker. Right. But um, they're usually like on a on a on a body of water, so you're you're you know you're going in for whatever 10, 12 minutes at a time, and then okay. jumping in the water. And and kind of a complicating <laughs> complicating awesome. factor of, of this experience is the fact that um, like you're naked. Watch out! Oh, <laughs> like everybody there. Speaking of encased meats, <laughs> so. She, <laughs> <laughs> so you're so they do they do break it up like by gender right okay. so the guys will go first and the, or or the you know and the girls will go next or vice versa um, so you're usually doing it with, I mean you're doing it usually with with everybody who's of your same gender but um, when all those people are like your father-in-law and his like brothers and, <laughs> and your wife's cousins like it's just uh, uh, it can I, be it can be a little awkward yeah I want I want nothing I, I don't want to sit around naked with my father-in-law. 
Well, um, I mean, don't knock yep, it till you try same. it. I guess <laughs> is what I'll say. All right, all right. Um, I. Uh, you know what? I. That's a great point. Actually, that's a good point. I, I need to. I need to open my yeah. eyes, <laughs> or or maybe yeah. not. Just look. Open, open your mind. Eyes. Yeah, open, open my your mind. mind. And if my close my eyes. So my father-in-law now lives in Milwaukee, <laughs> and so if you feel more comfortable before getting naked in a sauna with your father-in-law, if you want me to coordinate you getting naked in a sauna <laughs> with my father-in-law, <laughs> boom, I'd be happy to set that up. Not awkward at all. No, <laughs> much less awkward. So, uh, sorry. This this ha- I mean, uh, apart from Scott's pun, we haven't touched on how this relates to in case meets yet. But that is usually part of the experience as well, which is sometimes you go down there to go down to the sauna with some sausages, and either after you're done with the sauna, you fire up, you know, you got a bonfire going outside, and uh-huh. you, you, you cook some sausages, or alternatively, you throw them in some, um, some tin foil and you roast them, or you, you cook them like right there on the sauna stones as you're, as you're having awesome. your sauna. Hmm. Sauna dogs. Yeah, sauna dogs. That's awesome. Yeah. So are those dogs like you get there, you put them on the fire? the stones whatever it is then you do your sauna and then it's kind of like okay well it's time to eat or does it take longer than that or yeah no i mean you, you 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 do a couple rounds in your sauna you jump in the in the in the water in between and then you know by the time you're done and you, you know the these are these aren't like just like one minute breaks you're taking you're going out and jumping in the water and just kind of swimming around a little bit that is so uh, cool getting out <laughs> Some guys will throw a towel, <laughs> towel on at that point. Many don't. Some just throw it over the old shoulder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True story. Yeah. Um, you know, you take a couple pulls out of your beer and just kind of BS for a little bit and then head back in. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a like prolonged like a, process. That sounds like an awesome, relaxing atmosphere. I mean, just like hanging out um, uh, literally and metaphorically with your whole family <laughs> and uh, just drinking some beers and relaxing, going swimming for a while. Cooking some sauna sausages. It, it's for sure. Like my, my wife kind of makes fun of me based uh, because of the fact that I'm like so enamored with that whole experience. Mm-hmm. But it really is the highlight of my time that is, every time I go. That's cool. That's good. So uh, I also am a big sausage guy. Um, I heard that. <clears throat> heard that. Yeah. Uh, both literally and metaphorically. Um, wait a minute. I don't know what metaphorically means. I'm going to have to use we're, smaller words. <laughs> uh, uh, but one thing that, that we do, my family does, is um, we process all of our own deer meat. So any deer that my family kills <clears throat> throughout the throughout deer season, which is usually a lot. Like my uncle and cousins, my brothers, and uh, and that they bow hunt a lot, so they kill a lot of deer. Anyway, I assumed when you said you the deer that you and your family kill, mm-hmm. and looking at you and assuming mm-hmm. that other members of your family look like you, I assumed they were with your bare hands. Uh, well, it was with my bare hands, and uh, <laughs> it, it's not. It's more. You should. I I'm actually the biggest person in in our family. And so my other my two brothers are the runts of the litter, and so um, but they are also the hunters. So whenever I say that uh, we kill all the deer, it's them. I mean, <laughs> they kill all do, the deer. Do you go hunting with them? Uh, <clears throat> yes. Yeah. He's, a, he's a spotter. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I'm the. Um, I'm trying. How do I put this politely? Uh, I am the guy that makes sure camp gets cleaned up. Hey, <laughs> that's good. I feel better about that. Like with you, like you saying that because my story, like 
couple of years ago, like my dad goes hunting every year. Oh, I, I go to deer camp every okay. single year. That, that's I, the best weekend of the year, I hands asked, down. I asked my dad if I could go with him like, two mm-hmm. years ago, mm-hmm. and he totally changed the subject. <laughs> <laughs> Just pretended like he didn't hear you? Uh, yeah. So I used to go with him as a kid, and... You really know. must have drug him down, man. Well, I don't know. I've, I've talked about my dad. He's a, he's a man's man. Yeah, you know, and I'm yeah, not. I'm frightened and of him. I, I was gonna make a. I was gonna make fun of him. I think in the last episode, or maybe in this episode, but I'm I'm too scared. To well, know. I just you know, I just think it was one of those moments where I knew not to ask again, and I might ask again one day. <laughs> yeah. But you know, um, maybe whenever your kids have kids, you can ask him again. Well, he'll certainly be alive. I mean, he seems like the kind of guy that's going to live till he's 140 years I, old. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Uh, so, so, so. Anyway, deer camp, yes, is the best weekend of Wait, the year. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very curious to hear about uh, like processing your, your own meat. So, okay. what, what, what kind of meat are we? I mean, are we talking about just like hacking off steaks and stuff, or are we talking about like jerky and like all the kind of the complex stuff? Yeah, the, it's the full, it's the full gamut uh, of everything. So, um, they're all also pretty skilled butchers. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, they really are. And we do everything ourselves. So, um, from, uh, after they kill the deer, they take it up. My uncle's got a, a big like walk-in cooler. So they'll take it up to his farm. Um, during deer camp, uh, we skin up out the deer right there, cut the head off. And so it's all skinned out deer. We hang it in the cooler, uh, let the meat cool down. And then you, generally before the weekend's over, they'll take the meat and cut it all off off the bones. So they'll take and cut out the roasts or cut out the, the like back straps and tenderloins stuff, make any steaks that they want to. And then the rest of it, they'll cut into big chunks that, to make into deer burger, mm. um, essentially, <clears throat> uh, or to be ground up for other uses. So then they'll, so then they just freeze all that. We don't, that's the only thing we do. Uh, that weekend, and then they'll come back. Uh, usually, it's sometime around the Super Bowl. Uh, they start at about six o'clock in the morning. There's ten or fifteen guys that come over, and everybody brings their meat, and they process, you know, somewhere between six and eight hundred pounds of Jeez, of meat. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 a lot, and it's it's actually a lot of work, uh, and it's in this old, uh, you know, like chicken coop that's been converted into this processing plant. That my grandpa literally built with his two bare hands, <laughs> like felled the tree, <laughs> had grew, some kind grew of grew the tree. Yeah, yeah, grew the tree. tree. Uh, they have still got the like nails. this huge um, saw blade that's probably six feet wide <gasps> that they used as a sawmill, and you can see the cuts on the boards. It's incredible, but. It stood the test of time. I mean, hmm. it's been up there for like sixty or seventy years, was, or however long. Was your grandpa like an engineer? No, he ne- didn't even graduate from high school. That. He, he's just like unnaturally awesome at that stuff. He's just a farmer. I mean, it, it's just that's just the way it had to be. That's incredible. Yeah, he is an incredible, an incredible man. I mean, anything that needs to be fixed, he'll fix it. Hmm. It, it. It doesn't matter what it is, motors, whatever. He, he'll he's he's incredible. See, moments like that make me realize that we overvalue education in our country. Absolutely. Yeah, it's not what you know. It's well, you know what? It's kind of what you know. <laughs> it is. It's not what you know. It's it's exactly what you know. Yeah. 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 It's how much of it you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so uh, what we do is since deer is really lean, um, the, every, the, it tends to get dried out. So we take pork fat and mix pork fat in with it, grind it all up, and grind the pork fat in with it, and then put your seasonings or whatever. 
and then we'll take it. We'll take all that ground meat and put it in stu- uh, a stuffing machine. It kind of just squeezes it down from the top, shoots it out a little tube. It shoots it into to make summer sausage. Uh, they'll make salami out of it that they cook. Um, they'll make uh, brats out of it. They'll make deer jerky out of it. They'll take some of the ground up and um, <clears throat> just patty it up right there and and make it right that day. And, mm. oh, it, it's the best. It's the best meat ever. Mm. It seems like with the process you just described, probably the most difficult part about it would be doing all that stuff while your chest hair is growing at mm-hmm. such a rapid rate. Yeah, really keeping the chest hair out of the meat. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. Oh, and also the the drinking starts at roughly the same time, six a.m. So I can imagine the amount of sweat. Oh, and, oh no, it's and, and it's freezing and, cold. Oh, okay. Oh. It is freezing cold, that's so you got to keep Super you got to keep yeah, the meat that's cold. True. That's and, true, and it's always really cold, and so the meat has to stay cold in other in order to process it like good, so okay. it doesn't mush up. So your hands are like raw, and nu- just numb. You can't feel them, and I, I'm over there. I'm like, oh, after two seconds, I'm like, oh, my hands hurt so bad. And my grandpa's been over there for like 25 minutes. <laughs> Building another. Working, yeah, and he never says shit. one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He ne- just never says one word. He just, <laughs> just grunts his way through it. <laughs> is that uh, something you'd recommend, though, to maybe some of your uh, less experienced listeners, which is mixing uh, alcohol with <laughs> massive meat grinders? And yes. sauce. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Just... Just make sure you don't get that hand too far down the pipe. <laughs> oh man, you know, for me, like I've I've been eating the uh, eating the sausage and, and hot dogs for a long time. We actually at our house eat sausage every morning, every day, uh, every night. day. I had, I had sausage today. Um, so did you have it yesterday? I did. Yeah. No. No did, lie. Question. Like, yeah. <laughs> Did you have it the day before that? I did. Um, it's really bad. I mean, it's really good. It's, and, but it also shows the lack of creativity um, that I have for meat sometimes. Um, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, though, right? That, yeah, that's a good absolutely. point. It's a good point. So, so what do you, do you eat? You eat sausage every day. Do you eat this? Do you like eggs? Yeah, as well? make eggs and some kind of potato, whether it's uh, mm. just regular potatoes or sweet potatoes, like cube them. Um, and then put it all together, you know. So put the eggs, throw the eggs on top of the sausage. Yeah, like a scramble. Like a scramble. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really good. So it <clears throat> kind of depends on the morning. Sometimes when I'm having a quick morning, I just got to throw the sausage in the microwave, um, which doesn't work. What about way. what about your ki- like your kids are in, uh, on they, that schedule as well? No, they don't eat sausage. Okay, um, they will eat uh, hot dogs. <sighs> kids are just the worst. Yeah, but they eat hot dogs like crazy. You know, really? Your, your kids like hot dogs? Oh, big time, yeah. big time. Yeah. Um, really? So, yeah. My, my, mine don't. Really? My, my kids don't like anything. That's <laughs> <laughs> be yeah, whatever. They they don't like food. Yeah. No. Our, our we got we're big. I mean, we we actually don't eat hot dogs a lot in our house, and I, maybe that's one of the reasons why this is the case. But it seems like every time we have them or every if we have you know if we're grilling out or something mm-hmm. and we throw a few dogs on, the kids will just scarf them right down. In fact, our they, on your uh, relating it back to your fair food uh, podcast, they they were introduced this summer to the corn dog, and they are both to have two little really? girls, and they're both big fans of the corn hmm. dog. Maybe that's a way to introduce like healthy food <laughs> to a kid. Just make it really unhealthy to start with, yeah, and then slowly start peeling back the layers of the corn dog <laughs> until you get to the super healthy hot. So you get to the super healthy hot healthy hot dog. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. 
you know, I think we've all <laughs> been able to share kind of our experiences. You know, what, Vic, uh, I know you're a listener, but uh, big being, listener. Yeah. This being your first time, one of the things that we do on this show is we like to section out certain things and, and kind of talk about, like, for example, um, the Ten Commandments. And in, in the Bible, the Ten Commandments are a list of uh, things that, that God said, hey, do these and your life will be better. Um, just don't kill somebody, um, which as of right now, Scott is. Yeah, I've got a flawless record on so that. So we're so good far. with that. So as far that's as exciting. I know. So we like to do top ten list of food, and um, I am notoriously famous for adding every piece every of food. Every single thing. <laughs> with this. Sans one. Yeah. I don't even remember what it was. It must have been terrible. Yeah. So the question would be, Cat food. does encased meats make your top ten list, ten commandments, which means does it make your life better? Uh, I think the answer to that is a hard yes. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah, hard yes. And the yeah. reason I say that is a, a couple things. Number one, just with, with when you're just talking about encased meats generally, I mean, of course, you guys, I'm sure, could do a podcast on, like, broths or something. Mm-hmm. But if you're just talking specific, about... Specific. Yeah. yeah, encased meats generally, there's just such a wide variety where where you can you can shop to, like, the little kids with, yeah. with like, your standard, you know, dogs, and or you can get real, f- like, fancy with these, you know upscale mm. sausage platters that they have at like nice swanky oh. restaurants and stuff. I yeah. I am speaking of sausage platters not to cut you off but <laughs> I I have a 100% order rate whenever I go to a restaurant that's got a sausage platter. <laughs> Lifetime. 100%. You're drooling on your mic right now. I can't. Yeah, it's <laughs> Let's get out of here so we can go eat some sausage. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I just think uh, with regard to you know, um, in terms of like, does it make the list? I think I think absolutely because it's just there's there's just such a variety and, and there's so much that can appeal to such a, a wide you know swath of, of different types of people. Mm-hmm. That's good. What well, about you, Matt? Well, I'm going to say uh, most definitely um, for two reasons. One, I am six out of seven. Uh, putting this, yeah, you got. You, but, hey, you're not going to have that Ten Commandments filled up by the tenth episode yeah, unless you start. I'll, I'll change some things it. up, but I also, like I said earlier, I eat sausage every day. Uh, so for some reason, along the lines of my life, it's become a staple to my diet. So mm-hmm. um, you can't just remove something like that from your diet without it being an important thing. So um, this is pretty important, pretty significant to my life. Um, kind of thinking about fake tearing up. Um, yeah. Talking about it, but I'm not going you to. You look like you're starting to get a little emotional. <laughs> I am a little bit. So um, yeah, I'm going to put it on there. Um, you know, it's going to be one of the lower meats, uh, not as high as maybe ribs. Mm. But anyway, yeah, definitely on top ten. All right, you know what? I'm also going hard and immediate. Yes, nice. It, it I, I might actually be my number one thing uh, for a multitude of reasons. Uh, like Vic said, you know, you can. First of all, I think I feel like everybody's got sausage wherever they're at. Hmm. Uh, they just use whatever animal that happens to be, you know, local to them. So <clears throat> they'll have uh, elk sausage or bison hmm. sausage, hmm. or you know, in Africa they'll have, you know, whatever antelope sausage or whatever, like whatever meat they've got access to. You can grind it up and uh, you can actually cure it. And is that in a pretty Ricky grinder? Hmm. Well, I don't know. Pretty Ricky's more of a fancy coffee That's type true. guy. That's true. Sorry. This would be like a gritty Ricky grinder. <laughs> uh, and so um, so I, th- I think everybody uses it. One, uh, you can cure it, and it lasts forever. 
too so you can just let it hang there and pull it down a year later and eat it whatever so it's also uh long lasting would survive the zombie apocalypse yeah um and three yeah for like like Vic said earlier you can put you can really fancy it up with all kinds of stuff I've had uh, brats that have had uh, like cinnamon and nutmeg and apples in them so it is like a sweeter one mm-hmm. I've had them with like cherries in them I've had them with spinach and different cheeses in it jalapeno uh, cheddar I forget where I was at this last weekend oh we were we went down to St. Louis uh, last week and we went to a place called Sugar Fire yeah. Definite. B- barbecue place? Yeah. I ate at Pappy's today, oh. which is their competitor. Oh, okay. Anyway. Oh, yeah. It, so I get the, of course, sausage is an option. So <laughs> obviously I'm getting the sausage and, and then uh, uh, brisket and pulled pork some. But the sausage was a jalapeno cheddar sausage, mm. and it is making my water my, my mouth water right now. Yeah. I can't concentrate. Mm. Uh, so, so, yeah, you can put all different kinds of things in it. Um, and then we also use it as a family gathering tool. I mean, it brings our whole family together, the guys anyway. And uh, we kind of use it as a bonding experience to to make our own our own thing. So yeah, it's you know way high up on my list. Number yeah. one, that's good. You know, we also segment on this this podcast. Everyone is we talk about the Apostle Paul who went around and told everybody about the the message of Jesus and uh, just became the first church planner that we know about, but also like the first evangelist that we know about. So also like the question that we ask sometimes is, would you evangelize about encased meats? Would you go and talk about it to others and just kind of, kind of lift it up a little bit, you know, and talk about how good it is to you or how much, how important it is to you. What, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I think that's, that's kind of a no brainer, but you know, if, especially since I have it on the, on the 10 commandments mm-hmm. of food, um, you know, again, for, for kind of this similar reasons, which is you can go to any part of the world and kind of what Scott was saying as well. And, uh, you know, it can be kind of local to that, to that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that is simple enough. Uh, you know, it's, it's not, it's not overly complicated where you're going to have to, you got to grill it a certain way or cook it a certain way or whatever. I mean, you can, you mentioned a microwave earlier. I mean, you're, you know, you know, it's not ideal, but like pretty much throw a sausage in a microwave. <laughs> it gets it done. It, it does. Done. It does. Um, so I think it, I think it, it, it appeals to the masses and it is, uh, it, it's easy. It's, it's local. It's something people generally know. So I think for sure you, uh, you evangelize about it. Uh, for me, not only can I, but I do. Hmm. Um, I'm a big pun guy. Heard that about you. Yeah. I, uh, with the passing of Tom Petty recently, hmm. we, we went through a series of is he or isn't he? Um, and so uh, we had so many Tom Petty puns that when he actually died, they were, they were all used up. <laughs> so, uh, what, so... What was... Give, give us a couple examples. Uh, okay, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of. Uh, I guess, I guess he will back down. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, I can't even. Off the top of my head, I can't even remember. That's okay. Not, That's okay. I, yeah. What was one of the other songs that he sang? Like one of his American, one of his famous songs, not American Girl, mm. uh, not Free Fallen. I don't know, I'm cutting all that out. Yeah. All right. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so a lot of people don't, a lot of people know that I'm a big pun guy. Hmm. And, uh, so like big pun, the rapper, 
Um, yes, <laughs> may he may he also forever rest in peace. Rest in peace. He got a rest in peace, and Tom Petty didn't. Uh, yeah, but, but I mean, listen, I gave Tom Petty his rest in peace the I, first time. He did. died at three thirty yesterday you afternoon. <laughs> you did for crying out loud. I he died that. like four times after that. I saw that. It was quite the day yesterday for you on on the book of faces. <laughs> it was. <laughs> It was. I really like to just go all in and you, see what happens. You're good at that. Um, another thing we talk about is if we would serve, you know, in case meets to Jesus. Uh, I, I was thinking about that, and actually, I think one of us brought this up when we recorded this the first time. Is what we've recorded this once already? We, we did, and it was killer. Okay, I'm just going to say that right now. It was way um, better than this. Somebody brought up. Um, I think we all, two of us said no, but one after thinking about it, somebody said, "Well, what about like a Hebrew national dog?" Yeah, crosses totally, uh, totally crosses kosher. J C totally was kosher. a Jew. He was. Don't don't forget that. Yeah. Um, Sometimes people do. Yeah. So I totally like that changed my world. Changed my world view. Um, in order to say, never would I not serve him uh, in case meets if it had something to do with kosher. You know, I'd, I'd totally make that thing kosher. I'd, I'd make it for him, and I'd be all over that business. Yeah. How about you, Vic? Yeah, I, I think for sure you you got to serve uh, Jesus some some encased meats at the Last Supper. Um, you know, uh, we talked about earlier the importance of of uh, of condiments, and I would imagine at uh, some of the kind of I don't know open markets of Jerusalem, you might be able to find some pretty exotic. That's stuff. true. Yeah. That's true. To throw on a, uh, on a on a on a sausage or on a dog, um, and uh, I, th- I I bet uh, I bet Jesus probably had the hookup. He probably knew, he probably knew the right people in terms of getting them the right right things. Not only that, but we've talked about how we like to feed it to, to kids. You know, our kids all except for Scotts um, like the hot dog, like mm-hmm. the encased meat. Yeah, kids don't like food. You know, every one of his disciples, besides Peter, were were teenagers. So you know teenagers hmm. love encased meats. Yeah. They would have been all over that. All over. Hey, that. Uh I believe they're very mobile as well. Yeah. You could throw eat one and throw one in your pocket. E- exactly. <laughs> Hold on to it for a few days. Yeah. Matt, I want to fish it out after a while. I want to commend you on just teaching me something new about the uh about Jesus' apostles. He I, does it pretty much every episode. It's I, amazing. I, I, yeah, if that was part of my online course that took seven <laughs> minutes, uh, you missed it. I, I don't remember it, but they were all teenagers. Yeah, Interesting. yeah. Okay. So, so there you go, Scott. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that's listen. This is a definite yes. It's my number one Ten Commandment food, but yeah, I'm absolutely doing that. Now, you said, uh, Vic, something about the access to the spice markets and all that stuff. Hmm. Um, this is a true story. So last night, I uh, for some reason, I had a pound of ground chicken. In my infinite wisdom, I was at the grocery store, um, <clears throat> which will not be named because we don't want to offend any sponsors. <laughs> um, and I saw Who was it. Uh, it was Walmart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, Meyer. We'll send you your yeah. check back this week. No, we won't. Because no. I already no. spent it. And, yeah. In fact, we're going to charge you double next week. Um, so so I have this pound of ground chicken, and I have no idea what I'm going to do with it. Mm. And I, so I start just like, all right, I'm just going to cook it. And then I was like, I wonder what it takes to make, um, like, breakfast sausage. Hmm. So I found a recipe, and uh, it took thyme and sage and some, like, red pepper flakes. And... Um, for the first time in 11 and a half years of us owning one of those spice racks, 
I broke open the marjoram. Yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Wow. I think the marjoram is what made it. Really? Wow. Yeah. Just, so, just totally disregarding the expiration date with 1998 on it. Doesn't matter. It was a dry spice. I just blew the mold off the top of it. <laughs> it still had the. It still had like the the little paper waxy plastic seal thing kind of oh, halfway on oh, top of golden. it. So you're golden. I really don't know if we've ever used our marjoram either. Yeah. Well, That's hey, great. you should make your own. It and it ended up really well. I did the same kind of thing. I cooked it. I cooked it all up and then put in a dozen eggs and just made mm. a big scramble out of it. But oh, that's good, man. It was awesome. Yeah. Now, now, do you like like take you know like something simmering on the on the stove and you just take like a little tiny taste from a, from a spoon and go? Mm, <laughs> could use more margarine. <laughs> could use more margarine. Somebody, somebody, get me an eighth of a teaspoon of margarine. <laughs> So yep, there it is. We uh, we, we I've made my own sausage at home. That's great. In your Fantastic. face, Grandpa. That's good. All right. Well, I guess that uh, should about wrap it up, boy. Yeah. We we really cut a we really cut a long episode today, yeah. but that's cool because hey, listen, I love hanging out with Vic, and uh, since this is the second time that we did it, we really had to make it count. Really, and I think adding a third person totally enhanced it so mm-hmm. if you'd like to ever be a part of the podcast uh let us know and you know we might not let you uh, yeah but uh, we probably won't there's you have a to chance be oh you have to be an ordained minister you do um uh, they don't just give those things out I mean, no <laughs> technically <laughs> no. they do but you can buy the deluxe package yeah in which, which gets case. you the business cards <laughs> that's right <laughs> so Hey, well, thanks a lot for uh, for listening today or this morning or tonight, whichever um, place you find yourself while you're listening. So thanks a lot for that. Uh, you can find us on... On Twitter at SacrilegiousPod. You can find us on Facebook at SacrilegiousPodcast. Uh, you can find us at SacrilegiousPodcast.com. Uh, at Scott P. Maring, if you want to follow along with me. At Matt McLean, if you'd like to see what I tweet. And you know what? We're just going to leave Vic's information private, you guys, because he doesn't deserve you. Yeah. Well, or, wait. No. Stop. Flip that. You don't deserve me. <laughs> yeah. He's an Ivy League graduate. Cornell. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. This is, this is the opportunity of a lifetime. Love you guys. <laughs> we, say thanks, that, we say that every week. Thanks a lot, everybody.